0: Here we go. <laughs> Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news a and a bit of commentary. XBJ. It's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself. And this is the podcast for Monday, February 19, 2024. And the third time I've started it. It feels like a Monday, but I'm not lying to you. I'm doing it the day before. This is the podcast for you people, tomorrow. It's actually Monday for me. We are at sea. We've had a turn. By the way, this is the podcast. I'm the podcaster, uh, and you are the podcast E or E's. And this is the, <coughs> the official mascot of this Monday morning mess. That is the Drake. We are one day ahead. I am on board the beautiful Oceana insignia as part of its. 180-day world cruise. We have left Dunedin, New Zealand, and we were scheduled to go to, we are going to Sydney, Australia, but we were scheduled to spend today in some fjords, and that uh, had to be canceled. The weather is uh, not very good in the Tasman Sea. Actually, it sucks. Uh, Regatta came over from Sydney, we were told, and very rough. So we've turned around and heading back up Uh, past uh, all of New Zealand. We already visited. We're going to go through the Cook Strait or something on the other side of Wellington, and we're going to go to the top of the Tasman Sea and try to get to Sydney in one piece. This is what you get when you agree to sail through the Tasman Sea, the Tasman Sea, the Bay of Biscay, uh, the North Sea, the North Atlantic, um, the Atlantic Ocean from uh, Bermuda to Boston or Bermuda to New York, uh, the Pacific Coast from L.A. to Hawaii. If you book these... Fire beware. Uh, You're going to get rough seas. And I am so proud of this cruise line. It cost them a bundle to do this, to turn around. They had to cancel this overland tour in the fjords from Abercrombie and Kent. I don't think the the company gets a refund for that. The guests will. Uh, The fuel to go the other way. Uh, It's an extra, uh, well, we miss a port, so to speak, but we stay safer Uh, everybody's safer. The ride will be better. Congratulations, Oceana. That is not one of these. That's not a kiss of, uh, kissing. That's a kiss of relief. I don't like rough seas. I am still confused after all of these days down under. So, um, it is Monday for me and it's Sunday for you, but you'll listen to this on Monday. I would call this a Play-Doh podcast play-doh you remember play-doh that stuff you had in the can you had to make something out of it you will know, we'll make something out of this mother guru <laughs> oh we were uh in two other ports in new zealand since last we spoke Christchurch and dunedin i stayed on board in both of those ports because they involved a shuttle ride and i've been to both those towns and i've made this speech before Uh, New Zealand is very pretty. It's very nice, but it's very much like the United States and any of the beautiful trees that you see in the greenery you see, you can see in the United States. Any of the mountains that are glorious or the fjords we're about to go through, you can see those in Alaska and it's a whole lot closer. So I said, not to mention we're leaving in three days in New Zealand, um, in uh, Australia. And so there's stuff to do. So as a goodbye gift to my wife and I uh, the Tasman Sea will kick our ass. Pretty excited about that. The email the email for this extravaganza the drake podcast at gmail.com <laughs> I, you know I've started this over three times I'm not doing it. It's Sunday but I'm treating it like a Monday. Uh, the drake podcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's get started. As always, I'm talking about the hoodies, no blowfish. I am talking about the Iranian back whack jobs. Despite what Jason Liberty will tell you at Royal Caribbean, this has had a major effect on the cruise industry. And not so much on uh, for the rest of the world, but for the cruise industry. Everybody is getting screwed over by these whack jobs. Uh, Crystal announced, uh, Crystal Cruises, by the way, I'll be on there in about. Uh, oh 10 days or so on the crystal serenity as part of their world cruise thank you yes very much uh, also i mean i have a show later on uh, this afternoon whenever the seas get rough they put on the white paper bags they find the comedian we're doing a late matinee show a, a kind of a preemptive strike in the event that it gets rough later and we're confined to our our staterooms, uh, but Crystal has announced that they, are the, they had to make some changes. Uh, the Crystal Symphony was supposed to cruise through uh, the Suez and Red Sea. It's canceled, and they're rerouting several segments of the world cruise on the Crystal Serenity to avoid this area. So it's had a terrible effect, uh, and here's the thing. Well, first of all, I'm going to play this from now on. Hold on. No better sound. Anchors away. I wish I could play the whole thing. Uh, U.S. forces shot down four Iran-back Hootie devices Friday. Uh, they also conducted strikes against uh, uh, anti-ship cruise missiles, and they've also uh, went after an underwater vessel. Now they're putting underwater vessels, almost like suicide drones, but they're underwater. Uh, they are going after... U.S. Navy and British Navy, in a big way. They are determined to sink a United States Navy ship. And, you know, they, they, uh, one of the spokesmen for the Defense Department, a senior defense, defense official, uh, told Fox News, because you're not going to hear this. I'm sorry. Get mad, but you're not going to hear it. I saw the, I don't watch Fox. I read this. He told them that Americans have been lulled into complacency. They think it's easy what the Navy is doing. What the Navy is doing, they're shooting down these missiles left and right, and every time it comes, they have to shoot it down, their nerves are shot because they're being attacked every day. And America's like, well, that's what we're paying for. Hell no. So it's time to get rid of these sons of, anyway, uh, he said, you know, they've identified anti-ship cruise missiles, unmanned unmanned underwater vessels, unmanned surface, they're they're throwing everything they have. The kitchen sink at the United States Navy. Enough. We're the most powerful country in the world. It's about time somebody gets their head out of their ass and stays over the beach in Delaware and gets this taken care of. Uh, Yemen's Iran-aligned Houthi group has claimed a new missile attack on Western interests. They sent, They went after a British oil tanker. And once again, who's defending this? You know, I'm going to get off... What I'm supposed to talk about? But what that crazy man Trump said, well, he said, it was terrible. But the what, what he means is right. You know what? If, if NATO is if, nobody's doing anything except the U.S. and the U.K. No one—a frigate here, a frigate there—and who's paying for it? We are. All right, shut up, Tom. Move on. Royal Caribbean. This is interesting. We haven't even started on the stories yet. Royal Caribbean. Announced, you know, they have the nine-month ultimate world cruise disaster aboard the Serenade of the Seas, which is nothing but tick-tock fodder. What? They're doing something pretty cool. They offered their guests, their world cruise guests, two choices of the itinerary that will skip the Suez and Red Sea. One is limited stops in Africa. The other one, a lot of stops in Africa. And they will vote. Do you want to stop in Africa for a couple of times and then get to Europe quicker? Or since we're going to be in Africa, do you want to do the whole nine yards, the whole kit and caboodle, whatever names you want to give it? And they'll get to decide one way or the other. Now, they will allow the people that bought that segment through the Suez and the Red Sea to get a refund, but not the world cruise people. They're not giving the world cruise people their money back because of this. They said, we have to make a change in the itinerary, but we'll let you decide. It's a democracy. So uh, I forget how many people there are on that ship. It's not. There's 2,200 guests. I think there's maybe 500 that are doing this ultimate world cruise disaster. Uh, Anyway, we'll see what happens. They are going to give a compensation to the guests for ports they miss. But they'll decide whether they want to immerse themselves in Africa. You know, immersion. The hell does it that means be? that means whatever the hell you want it to mean. That's right. So they can spend a lot of time in Africa or a little time, but it'll be up to a vote. That's so. Why not? See what happens. So half the ship votes for let's not stay in Africa. The other half votes for let's stay. Or, Let the best vote win. Pretty uh, pretty. According to uh, our World Caribbean, the, they sent out an email with concerns continuing over the ongoing escalation in the Red Sea and the danger to ships and their crews. Oh, yeah, this—I'm sorry, this is separate. This is another story altogether. The maritime unions that control the seafarers are changing the uh, rules now. You don't have to go. You can refuse to get on a ship that's going to go through the Red Sea and the Suez because you're not combatants. But that's how these Iranian-backed whack jobs are treating people. These nut jobs. these losers, they're treating— People as combatants, these are poor schlubs trying to make a living, bringing corn to Iran and you shoot at them. These people are not normal. And whatever reason, the UN, they're taking a nap, right? All of our famous diplomats, Blinken, Stinking, and Yinken, and Trudeau and Macron and other names I can't pronounce, they're all taking a nap. They're all having a five-star dinner. And the U.S. and U.K. navies are out there with their ass on the line. Wash your hands and wash your bottle. I know that was a tirade. And I don't care. I'm in that kind of a mood. It's got to stop. What the hell's going on? What do we pay for? I know it's not easy, but that's why you wanted the job. Figure it out. Running around trying to run for office. Take a nap. Oh, they're doing that already. Wash your hands and wash your bottle. I'm trying to solve the norovirus uh, crisis single-handedly. It's not working. If it's your birthday, hey, happy birthday. I had two choices. I could have went with Luke Christie, whose real name, remember Luke Christie, Lightning Strikes Again? I can't sing that high. His real name, Luigi Alfredo Giovanni Sacco. Huh? Four names this guy had, and he became Luke Christie. But I went with this guy because, why not? He's an icon. People say I'm the life of the party Cause I tell a joke or two Oh, Smokey Robinson. Loud and Happy birthday, Smoke. Deep inside, I'm blue My theme song, so High School. Every girl dumped me. Face, see my smile I was too the funny place. for them. If for season, By the way, the I team. should fire my producer. That was a lousy cut. Oh, I am the producer. All right, here we go. Here's the tease. Hey, this Canadian is just like me, but he's getting paid more. This Canadian is just like me, but he's getting paid more. Are you familiar with this uh, Apple TV show called The Reluctant Traveler? You know about this? Eugene Levy, very famous comedian actor, uh, Canadian comedian actor, who had that TV show Up Schitt's Creek, which I never watched. I never watched it because I was offended by the name. Not, the, not, not the, the word, the idea that that's the best I could come up with was to go for that cheap toilet joke. That's what I do. That's why I'm slinging jokes in the middle of the Tasman Sea and doing a podcast for $40 a day because I would come up with upshits Creek. If you're Hollywood writers or Canadian writers, do better than that. Anyway, it was a huge hit. They won a bunch of awards, a bunch of crap. They win awards, and yeah, Blue Bloods wins nothing. NCIS wins nothing. But a bunch of toilet gags with Upshits Creek wins all the awards. Hollywood sucks. Anyway, he has an Apple TV series called Reluctant Traveler where he plays somebody who goes places against his will. I have been doing that for 30 years. I have been going places. My DVD, which is now out of a, what do they call that, where you don't sell it anymore? out of circulation, very much like me. Um, My DVD is called You Want Me to Go Where? Many of you have heard this story. I never wanted to leave the United States. My agent at the time said, well, my next gig was in London. It wasn't London. It was in Dover, England. I had to go to England. I had to get a passport. I didn't want to go to England. I liked where I was. I'm in the United States. I am a homebody. Uh, next thing you know, I'm going to India. I'm going to Singapore. I'm going to Dubai. Why are you punishing me with this? Please just let me work out of Miami or Fort Lauderdale or even Alaska. But I was a, I was the reluctant traveler before this guy even knew what that meant. Anyway, uh, they interviewed him because the second season of the reluctant traveler is uh, coming out. And uh, he said, I'm com- considerably less less uh, reluctant, I love doing the show. Look, I will admit I've been to places where I was happy I got there. I just wasn't happy to go there. But it looks like a good show. It looks like a funny show. They go to places very much like this cruise line. They go to places that no one else goes to, and that's what the story is about. And they do things that uh, normal people wouldn't do, and that's what uh, many people do here. They love to go to the weird places. They love to do the weird things. Uh, And I don't know. The Reluctant Traveler, it's on Apple Television. I subscribed to that by mistake. Are you like me? I sign up for these seven day free trials and I forget to unsubscribe. And I have like a $6 a month subscription to like 900 things. I'm going to try that software you put in your computer and it wipes out all of these automatic subscription things, because it's crazy. I just saw another one for, I don't know, I'm on Peacock for six ninety five. dollars 95 so Get rid of that, get rid of that. I'm a mess, let's be honest. So anyway, there it is, the reluctant traveler. I'm not going to do the story. You know, I have it in front of me, and I'm bored with it. Let's go with this story. We just, hey, oh, hold on a minute. I don't have it ready. What am I doing today? I don't have it ready. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. It's nearby. It's got to be here. Uh, oh, Hold on, is this it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a meeting. A meeting at MSC. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. up. Uh, MSC decided they need one more boss. I skipped the tease. MSC Cruises announces the appointment of Ilya Kanju as the chief operating officer for its cruise division based in its company's headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland. They'd never had a COO before. They don't have enough people in the office. Somebody said, hey, we need one more boss. You know why we play cards on Tuesday night We're we're short one chair? Let's give it to uh, Ilya. We heard he's pretty good. He folds. We'll give him the job here. He'll be focused on driving efficiency and synergy across the cruise division. Man, I wish they would go public. Wouldn't you want to know whether they make money, MSC? Does anybody care? Maybe. I'm the only person that wonders how much money they think that cruise line makes. I mean, forget about it. It's not that expensive to cruise. They have a lot of ships. How much does fuel cost? Forget about it. Anyway, uh, he used to be the chief HR officer of the cruise division. What does that tell you? The guy knows nothing about the cruise industry. It's HR. It's a whole deal. I'm not knocking MSC. I have friends that work there that like it. It's a very good product. The price point is very affordable. That's what they do. They're very affordable cruise line. I'm not knocking them. I'm just knocking the bosses. That's what I do. You know what I mean. How are the, How's the view from the cheap seats? So they have another boss. And now he's gonna, he successfully built a global HR organization. Yeah, he built it, all right. You ever cruise cruising. When you're on MSC, send me an email. Tell me how the service was. Move on, Tom. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. ridiculous nobody's listening we don't need an angry guy in a monday morning we want happy we know some happy music we need to what do we have here how about this your soul you you me. that's me the Phantom of the Cruise Line. That is my friend David Shannon. Don't forget. You thought I was going to forget, right? He'll be at the Willow Theater in Boca Raton. Wonderful Boca. Listen, in Boca, why not? What are you busy? He's there for three days, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. This is a wonderful show. It's actually the the making of a Phantom. David Shannon, as you heard me say the last four days, was the Phantom of the Opera for 18 months at the West End. 18 months putting that gook on. He's going to tell you all about that place he's performing. It's a musical show. It's not a, a, a lecture. Uh, and he's wonderful. He was also Jean Valjean. He was in Come From *Way*. He was in everything. Sweeney Todd. You name it. He did Shakespeare. The guy is so talented, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. For this, he's working at Boca. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he's a good fellow. Go see him. Willow Theater. Just Google it. The Willow Theater, Boca Raton. You'll thank me, you people. Here, Hey, why not a free plug? Once in a while, Tommy. A little something for the effort that the company has been paying you well the parent company has been paying you for a long time region 7 seas has announced Uh, the launch of its exclusive sale into savings. It is a President's Day sale. A President's Day sale is valid when booking 24 and 25 uh, voyages uh, between February 16th to the 29th. It's a President's Day sale, all kinds of stuff. You'll get a free two-category upgrade, low deposits, uh, 25% off some of the fares. Uh, This is a big deal. It is, actually, uh... I didn't, I was under the impression we didn't do this. We being them, them is them and me being me. I have nothing to do with them and they want nothing to do with me. I can tell you that right now. So anyway, if you're a Regent person, check it. Why not grab it? Get a hold of your travel agent. Say, hey, why didn't you tell me about this? You know we sell, Regent. What the hell's going on? Why pay you for it? Give her a hard time. Take some of my anger and transfer it over. Call her up. Say, listen, I heard from the guru that there's a massive deal going on. Too great, too sweet, great. Uh, Hold on. Free two-category two suite upgrade. I'm not drunk. It's the lunchtime. Uh, low deposits. And according to Andrea DeMarco, she's the president of Reason 7C, she said, we pride ourselves on offering our guests immersive, there you go, and culturally enlightening itineraries as well as spacious, all suite accommodation, the most exquisite cuisine, and elegant entertainment. That's why I'm not there. They don't book that <laughs> region. Elegant entertainment on the world's most luxurious fleet. And they got deals happening. Deals. Now, if you're an oceanic guest, don't do it. Don't you go over there. Don't you go over there. Don't you dare do it. Anyway. Uh, by the way, speaking of Oceania, Oceana Cruises a little something for them they're in the magazine business now Ocean Cruises premiered the first issue of a luxury travel travel magazine called Your World and it is all the it's the story about this cruise line and it's intended to inspire and ignite wanderlust wanderlust what the hell does that mean I don't mean? know that means whatever the hell you want it to mean You look it up. Anyway, a lot of articles, really well done. I looked at it online. It's really first class. According to, I'm not kissing up. I'm serious. I'm not going to give you my comment on whether it's a good idea or not. (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you it's first class. Uh, And according to Frank A. Del Rio, he said, We set out to raise the bar with a custom travel magazine, and we couldn't be more pleased with the results. The high-caliber content will resonate with our guests, and it's beautifully executed. It's produced by a media company called Sandow. Uh, and it is really what he just said, what he just said, first class. And that's what this cruise line is. Everything we do here is first class, everything. Now, we don't have a deal going on. There's no president's they sale that I'm aware of, but nobody tells me anything. But anyway, all right. Can I trouble you for a glass of water? No. That's the, that's the tease. Here's the deal. There's a drought in Spain. Did you know about this? Spain is going through the worst drought in 100 years. What happened with the global warming? I thought everything was melting. What do I know? I'm not a geologist. I'm barely a podcaster. So because of the water shortage, if you're not aware of this, sometimes in port, the cruise ships are forced forced to buy water because they go through thousands of gallons of water every day. Now, every modern ship is uh, equipped with desalinization uh, uh, plants where they make their own water. But as an example, in Alaska... The crew is under severe water restrictions when we're Alaska Alaska, because we spend a lot of time in the inside passage and we cannot make water there. We can only make water on the outside. So we have to go out and sometimes, you know, we'd be in the passage, they'd make a run outside, make a few gallons and come back in again. The easier way is to buy the water. But now Spain uh, does not want to, Puerto Barcelona, um, 50% of the calls in 2017 bought water of some type. It was down to 30% in 2022. And now they want to reduce down to 10%. Um, I, I don't, I watch sometimes you can tell when it's water, whether it's water or they're getting rid of stuff, a uh, different hose, you know, uh, and sometimes you have to do it. But according to this article, it's not going to happen when we're in Spain because they don't have any water. Uh, they're they're going through this terrible uh, drought. So I would, if you're going to Spain on a cruise, bring some water with you, you know, a few gallons. Throw it in your suitcase. Uh, Not plastic bottles, but make sure they're recyclable. Make sure you wash it. So who knows? Everything is crazy anymore. According to the deal, whether or not lack of water will intake in port will affect cruise ships significantly depends on the capacity to produce water on board. That is a a, a sentence that shouldn't even be in the story because they already said... Most ships, the majority of modern cruise ships, produce enough water. I don't know that we've ever bought water in Spain. Personally, I don't know. I know we didn't buy it in Mexico. They say don't drink the water there. Sorry, Pepe. But I don't know whether we bought it or not in Spain. And I say we with the idea that I'm not involved in anything here. I'm barely allowed to be alive. Hey, you know what? I made some, some something out of this Play-Doh podcast. We're not done yet, but we're at 24 minutes. Shocking. That's because I ran my mouth too much at the beginning. If you're still here, you know, I promise not to do that in the future. But I am going to play this every day. As long as the U.S. Navy is out there in harm's way, don't misunderstand that. In harm's way. Oh, yeah, well, it's the hoodies and I make fun of them. But the reality is those are serious anti-ship ballistic missiles. We happen to be better at it. But enough already. How many punches, you know? It's like watching a prize fight where they need to, you know, fix it. Knock them out. Uh, The tease is this. How about if I paid extra for the unborn baby? How about if I paid extra for the unborn baby? Follow it up with this. Well, here's a quarter of someone who cares. So the story is a female guest had hoped to cruise from Brisbane, Australia, and she was denied boarding without possibility of a refund. And the reason was she was 26 weeks pregnant at embarkation, and that's two weeks past the cruise line's limitation for pregnancy, which is in the cruise ticket contract that nobody reads. And, of course, it's not her fault. It's somebody else's fault. It's her mother's fault because she paid for the trip. It's the travel agent's fault because they didn't tell us. It's the cruise line's fault because they didn't tell us. Well, you're supposed to read the contract and understand that they're not, they don't have the medical capabilities to deal with a woman who's 26 weeks pregnant. If something happens at sea and they can't help you, it becomes their fault. Yes, you didn't tell me we don't have the equipment. You didn't hold my hand. You didn't wipe my butt. No, it's not their fault. They have to make these decisions because you'll sue them the next chance you, every chance you get. Now, here's what's crazy about this: it was a Carnival cru- uh, a ship, the Carnival Luminosa, which was one of the Costa ships they gave to the Carnival because Costa couldn't run them right. Um, uh, it's a three-day cruise. Give her her money back. <laughs> Just give her her money back. Three days. Is it worth this? Is it worth this? They are all over social media. They're threatening to sue. She had medical clearance from her obstetrician. So what? It's in the contract. It's in the contract. 26 weeks, that's it. So six months. After that, no. Don't come on a cruise. Because you know what? There's enough to worry about as it is. And that's the one time they can say no you know they cannot discriminate about mobility issues. They can't tell a ninety-five-year-old with a heart, with a heart problem you can't come on. They can't tell people who have memory issues you can't come on. That is discrimination. This is purely a medical decision. We can't help you if something goes wrong. And your obstetrician should have said, "Honey, have the baby, then go on the cruise." All right? You're an idiot. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She and her mother both agree the policy is discriminatory against pregnant women, particularly since airline policies allow up to 28 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Guess what? You're on the plane for three hours. All right. They got. Well, in this case it was three days. If it was me, I give them the money back and tell them to shut up. In a heartbeat. I'm, I'm, I'm actually thinking about finding who they are, giving the money and tell them to shut up. It's three days. 30 days, that's different. Three days, you know, what are the chances? But hey, listen, it's Australia, that's it. But according to uh. The cruise line policy, due to limitations of medical care, both on board and various ports ports of call, women who have entered or exceeded their 24th week of pregnancy will not be allowed to board. That's it. And it's right there. When you buy the ticket, you agree to the contract. And it says, I hereby acknowledge and agree that I I will not enter. my Once I get to 24, cruise is gone. Hey, focus on the baby. But it was her birthday. You can't drink anyway. So what are you going to do? You're going to go to a carnival cruise and not drink? <laughs> Stay home. Stay home and have juice. Unless she was going to go on the cruise and drink. That would be the next thing. She gets on the cruise and it's everywhere, you know. You shouldn't drink if you're pregnant. She goes up there. She's six weeks, six months pregnant and she wants a drink. And the bartender goes, I can't serve you. You're pregnant. You better serve me. Hmm. Well, what a happy podcast this was. Yeah, there's a part of me that wants to do it over later. And if I do, you'll never know it. It'll be our secret. Our little secret. Once again, thanks for the likes, the shares. I did get several more emails about the insects on Delta. But I already covered it. All right, thank you for that. Many of the links and messages are the same, but don't stop. Once in a while, one sneaks through. But I'm happy to know that my very, very wonderful, loyal listeners look at things exactly the way I do. So I hope you agree with me about the United States Navy, the British Navy. They are the main people. Everybody's got other little things floating around ducking. I like the Maritime Union saying, hey, you don't have to go. If you don't want to, you won't be penalized. Somebody think about the poor little man trying to make a living. I know. We're supposed to have compassion for the Yemenites and the Houthis and the Hezbollahs. Well, will stop shooting at us. That'll... Compassion will kick in pretty much quicker. We'll probably give you 70 billion dollars. Blink gonna go over there and drop his pants, do something. Oh, will you stop this? You've built your listenership up to several thousand. And you're gonna blow it out on a, on a Monday, which is not even a Monday, it's a Sunday. It's a very confusing time. I'll blame it on the time chains. I'll blame it on the rough seas. I'll blame it on the, the Bossa Nova. You have no idea. Edie Gourmet reference there. Edie Gourmet and Steve Lawrence. Superstars from days gone by. What's this deal with AI, too? I'm reading a book right now about AI. Scary. Whee. It could be over tomorrow. I won't be there. Talk to you then. <coughs> Shut up.